So what do you think is the best anime adaptation from another property that's not like a manga or whatever? And you already know what my answer is. Cyberpunk. Uh, Cyberpunk's an adaptation? Yeah, uh, so there's a video game, but the video game is from a board game. Yes, yeah, oh, from a cool. pen and paper uh, role-playing game. By a black creator. Dun, mm. dun, dun. Also, white kids love cyberpunk. And they be like, ha, 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 look at this guy. <laughs> um, There's got to be other ones, right? I feel like it's it's hard to like think of the anime ones that, like, wow, that really worked. Because there's so many manga companies that, like, right at the beginning, like, they focus on, like, how do we make these scenes so that they translate to animation without getting in too much trouble? Yeah. Like the, or, or to, like, with the least amount of effort. So they are thinking about it. But um, cyberpunk is a good kind of example just because it wasn't from any sort of medium like that at all. Um, so they could just, they had a blank slate almost. Like they had like the story wise, but they could do animation wise, whatever they wanted. Yeah. There were no expectations really. Mm. Um, there's gotta be more like, I know there's like Marvel stuff, but they weren't all that great. That's divisive. <laughs> you can't, you can't say Marvel is good. Uh, <laughs> what if the, the cinephiles come to get you? They, they know what's up. Well, cyberpunk's my answer, but anyway, I asked the question because, you know, we're getting the Scott Pilgrim anime, like legit anime. Yeah. And that's why we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so, God willing, in the creek don't rise, this will be out a few days before the anime drops. Yeah. Okay. Well, there have been an animation, like, teased to us so many times that it seems like there's this was never going to come out. And now that there's a, a preview, or there's a trailer, it's yeah. like, hey. Look at that. Cherry was trying to get through it to, to try and see if she could see enough of uh, Roxy. To oh, the trailer, a, yeah. Yeah, make a cosplay. Oh, shoot, yeah. I mean, That's... I can't eventually. Just I was trying to make it by, like, 1st of November. But mm -hmm. <laughs> I, didn't think about, I didn't think about the all of the new cosplays there will be. That's a good point. Yeah, she's not in the trailer long enough mm. to, like, really see what she's wearing, so. All of the Ramonas have to add a Netflix envelope now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a very cool touch because, like, obviously you don't want to advertise for Amazon exactly. You got to get permission for that. But then secondly, to be like, hey, remember how the first movie seemed like it was a little further back? Because it was, I, I yeah. guess that's kind of something I noticed. It's like the movie seemed like everything was too old, but it's because the movie takes place when the comic came out. Yeah. And I think they're doing the same thing with the anime. And they're further cementing that by going, Netflix discs to your house. <laughs> Shoot, that, uh... You know it's old because that little spot that Wallace lived in, that little basement room, yes. is probably like four thousand dollars a month now in Toronto. Absolutely, absolutely, no one lives in that. <laughs> they, they, they have such a bad housing crisis up there that they made it legal for people to build tiny houses in their backyards to rent out. Oh my God! Just so there's more places to live in the city, and of course, they're overcharging for it. Yeah. <laughs> My friend Maya Kiltron, a musician up there, I think was looking for a place, and everything she posts sounds like a nightmare. So, yep. it just it absolutely sounds like things aren't going so well. Maybe I'll stay my black ass in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I think it still has the cheapest place to live in the country because uh, nobody really wants to be here yeah <laughs> <laughs> you got, you can live wherever you want as long as you're fine with your neighbors being jerry and mander <laughs> 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 on that note thank you for joining us today if this is your first time with us we are the secret group of brown kids who are the secret group of brown kids it's a secret but we're going to make you think about death and feel sad and stuff <laughs> very good 
Uh, my name yeah. is Tiffzilla, your host, and on this podcast, I uh, make my friends watch movies with me and talk about their feelings. And on the panel today, invited me to his The Whispers cover band <laughs> <laughs> on weekends. Tim. When the beat goes on. <laughs> and kick me out of her Rick James tribute band, Cherry. Look, Super Freak is my favorite song, so it's five years old, okay? <laughs> what did the five singers say to the face? Slap. You need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you are out of the band. <laughs> but uh, like we said, we're doing Scott Pilgrim today in honor of the anime about to come out. And cult classic? Uh, you could call it that. Because it definitely flopped on arrival. I mean, we saw it opening weekend. Because I knew what was up. I'm just, I'm just Us saying. Us and all you know. ten people in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I went to it. I went to it three times. I went to it with uh my band with with my bandmate and uh, some mm-hmm. people. I went with Ann and some people, and then I went by myself on a Tuesday. Only one other person in the theater, and she was like like five rows closer. And she straight up turns around like, "Yo, how many times have you seen this?" I was like, she, <laughs> "She's like, is this your first time seeing the movie?" I was like, "No, I've seen it like two other times." She's like, "Me too. Do you want like come down here?" I was like, "All right." So I sat like a seat away from a stranger and we were like, got hyped about the movie the whole time. And then we never saw each other again. (laughs) Nice. It was a a cool moment. That's funny. Watch her listen to this podcast and be like, that's me. I hope she she tells the story the same way. Cause if she tells it like creepy, I'm going to be like, man, (laughs) this creepy guy came and sat next to me in my third watch of Scott Pilgrim in the theaters. He's just there. He's too excited about it. <laughs> How you know the songs? So we all know this movie, but I'm going to read the plot because I have to. I'm contractually obligated <laughs> to go through the table setting. In a magical, realistic version of Toronto, a young... Uh, sorry, you have to say Toronto, not Toronto, like I said earlier. So my Toronto friends, please don't fight me. Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a young man must defeat his new girlfriend's seven evil exes one by one in order to win her heart based on the uh, technically graphic novel, right? Was it graphic novel or was it comic books? It was graphic, it was graphic novel. Graphic novel. Yeah. Yeah, they're long. They look like, it looked like it's going to be a, a regular paperback, but then you open it up. Like, See, you can read it too, dummy. <laughs> 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 and currently it's streaming uh, Nowhere. We actually, because we're, you know, fans, uh, we watched our own copies, which is not something we do often, but like, I guarantee media. look, I guarantee you by the time this comes out, it's going to be streaming and probably Netflix, because usually when, if they Mm. do something like this, they usually put the original up too, but they They probably got to wait for it. Yeah. Mm. Before the One Piece anime was announced, they didn't have it. And then out of nowhere, it was like at the top of everybody's suggestions. I think the week of or the week before, I can't remember. Because it had been up, they'd had it, and then it was just gone. And I think it's the same thing again. Because I would put Scott Pilgrim on when I was washing dishes for no reason on Netflix, just because it was there. Me and my kids watched it in June. Like, just this June. We watched it. Like, it was like the next last day of school. And I was like, we're not doing anything. (laughs) What do you want to watch? And I gave them five choices, and that's what they picked. So, like... That's the one you went with? Tim, we had Scott Pilgrim playing on the walls of our wedding reception. 
<laughs> I did show you the Scott Pilgrim cover that me and my bandmate did back in the day, right? I think so. Uh, I was we did a whole YouTube video like like dorks. We had an ad for the DVD in our thing. No one paid us to do that. We no. we like showed that the DVD was coming. We, nobody asked us to do that mess. You don't see a lot of stuff like that anymore. Everyone trying to get paid for everything now. Yeah. yeah. We we're just like, we love this so much and we did a little music video and made a joke. We was like, "Oh, the DVD's coming out." And then like the camera turns and I've disappeared and it was like a cut out outline of where I was sitting. <laughs> I mean, we yeah, the controller spins around and falls down. Like we did too much. Look, that's some old internet shit. Yeah. We had a lot of fun doing it. So I think between the two of us, I don't know who wins for, for how. Is any, does anyone really win when you put it that way? I mean, is is there a winning? Look, I still love this, so I'm going to say yes. No, I absolutely <laughs> love it. But I know that everyone who loves it this much, mm. it, we, we are, we're all on weird equal footing. This is true. <laughs> Like, I remember watching people watch The Walls at the Wedding, thinking like, huh, this is neat. What movie is this? <laughs> so we, like, because at that point, we got, when we get married, 2014. <laughs> so it was four years after the movie came out. And, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I don't want to say normies, but normies were still like, what is this? <laughs> Tell you what. I love this movie so much. Not a single black person in it. Absolutely. <laughs> not even in the background. No. Closest I, we get is Matthew Patel. I, just, I was just joking that I wanted to make a Halloween costume and tell people, you know, just be my regular clothes and tell people like, I'm uh, I'm the one background character. I'm the one black background character from Scott Pilgrim <laughs> and have them straight up go home and be like, um, where, where is, 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 what scene is he talking about? <laughs> I'm at the Chaos Theater in the background at the bar going, when the hell is this band going to start? <laughs> these, these people just fighting. That's a lot of security guards. They're just letting that one dude whip on them. <laughs> oh, no, he beat up the owner. <laughs> this band ain't even going to play. I'm going home. <laughs> You're over there like, What's, what is this? These white people are crazy. <laughs> I never come back to Toronto. <laughs> Oh, man. See Drake outside. I'm trying to get in the club. <laughs> the password. <laughs> What's the password? Money for fun. <laughs> he just makes a sad face. <laughs> he shows him the drawing, the first drawing he did of that owl. Right. <laughs> They're like, just please go inside. We don't want to see you no more. Go in. Go in. Stop talking to me. Well, yeah, uh... <laughs> now you got me thinking about that whispers thing. <laughs> Sorry, it's in there now. You know what's funny is you're the one who got me thinking about it a long time ago. So it's it's this weird, yeah. You ever do a Whispers cover band? You have to have two people dressed as the twins, but they don't look nothing alike. <laughs> On purpose. One of them tall. People are like that ain't even right. <laughs> Also, when the beat goes on, it's just going to be... Yes. That, I'm like, in, in my head, the baseline is going. Uh, so one thing about this movie is Michael Cera was pretty known. Jason Schwartzman, uh, I think Anna Kendrick at that point. A little I bit. Think, I can't remember when Pitch Perfect came out because that was her like big thing, right? I think she had started to pop she was sometime definitely, around here. Yeah. It, it probably all happened at once, to be honest. But there's a lot of actors in this that 
out of only a handful that was already known, like Michael Sarah, Jason Schwartzman, Luke Evans, uh, I don't remember if I guess Parks and Rec was already out because Audrey Plaza, I don't remember, but like almost all of them now have had anywhere from mild success to a great success. Like, well, Chris Evans was already huge. He was doing a little bit. Because he was already Human Torch, and he already, Captain America didn't come out yet, but mm-hmm. we knew it was coming when this came. So, like, we already knew him, and he was already, like, not a household name, but he... People knew, knew of him. him. Yeah. Him and, uh, like you said, Michael Sarah was pretty well-known. But uh, yeah, there's plenty of people. This was like the first big thing. And after this, oh, they yeah. did so much more. Some it, did not. Uh, Superman in this bitch. I love him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Brandon Routh, uh, he was in Superman Returns in 2006. And then I think after that, he went on to. He was in the CW first. I know that. Who was yeah, that? Yeah, he did like a cameo of the. He's Todd, the vegan. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna admit that I didn't know any of these white people until after I saw. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know any of it. I I watched this whole thing like I don't know. I mean, I didn't care because the movie was good. Yeah. But like, it was you... after that that I saw like the things that they were in that had made them famous before. I because none of those things are like in my realm of like. Not I knew my of Michael Sarah. <laughs> like I absolutely. I absolutely know too much about Arrested Development also. So that was my in on that. I was like, oh, he's funny. I want to go see that movie. Oh, this movie is a book. I went and read the first book and I was like, well, I'm about to read the rest of this. <laughs> and then I was like, well, now I really want to see the movie. And somebody's like, Edward, Edgar Wright's doing it. I was like, oh my God, it's a trifecta of shit I'm not supposed to care about. Ah. You at least knew Jason Schwartzman because he was oh, yeah. in uh, that Mar- uh, several sev- several symmetrical movies oh i mean for 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 cherry i knew she wasn't on west anderson back then but i, I know <laughs> he was uh he was marie antoinette one of marie antoinette's husbands or something oh like yes yeah, yeah and yeah yeah he was the husband marie antoinette only had one husband <laughs> sorry it's it's been a minute so. she's not henry the eighth <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember if he died or not. I don't know. I just remember he was soft. No, she's the one who died. He's the, he's the reason. He's the reason. He's he's the one. She only had one husband, and then she dies. But you're right, because I'm a I'm a huge fan of period pieces. But yes, he was the only one. But that's because yeah. he was Marie Antoinette's husband. And Marie Antoinette. I don't. I didn't know what the rest of these people. Were. My bad. Word to Marie Antoinette. <laughs> Uh, but of course, uh, so yeah, we said Michael, Sarah, and Ken, Anna Kendrick, uh, Allison Pill went on to see, be in other stuff. Uh, definitely Audrey Plaza blew up. Marie Elizabeth Winstead blew up. Uh, Brie Larson, she's Captain Marvel now. She got a young face. So sometimes it's yeah. hard to even realize that's her. She's yeah. Uh, yeah. But a lot of folks. And then we had a couple of cameos too. Tom, uh, Thomas Jane and, uh, yeah. shit, it's a Cliff, not Cliff Curtis, it's freaking, I'm gonna cut it. Uh, it's <laughs> on the tip of my tongue. Uh, he has like a three-part name. It's with a C. It, it's uh, I'm sorry, it's killing me. Is it me. from it's... the same scene, or you think of somebody else? Because that's the same scene. He's no, the older scene. vegan police. Yeah, the vegan police. Clifton oh, Collins no. Jr. Ah. Clifton Collins Jr. What? Well, what do I know him from? I know bunch he, of random he, stuff. Bunch yeah, of random guy, stuff. he's the guy with the face. Yeah, like he first <laughs> popped up, I think, in like Traffic, and then he's been in just random. Like he was in. The... Okay, I do remember Traffic. And in... yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. He was in a Boondock Saints sequel. Like he's just been yeah. in a bunch of random stuff. He's just the guy. I, uh, I promised I would not watch the Boondock Saints sequel to uh, my native friend. I, I promised him. You gotta oh keep, shit! You, you got to keep promises to Native Americans. Okay. You do. Just that one. Just that one. <laughs> I will not watch this movie. He's like, it's so bad. I was like, eh, no, I just won't watch it. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a solemn promise to Native American. He did he like when did you shake on it and like a, a tear fell down? <laughs> what's the, what's that uh, is, is like that a, problematic? A, what, what, it's yes. not problematic. We was we gonna say that because an eagle landed. And, I'm, I'm not. I'm not the one that made that commercial. <laughs> I know, but like. Anyway. I'm not gonna lie. When they did stuff like that in um, in uh, Reservation Dogs, I cracked up super hard. <laughs> they made fun of that stuff all the time in that show. See, they can do it. I guess I'm sorry. Yeah, they can do it. They can uh, do it. Yeah, they yeah. can do it. So anyway, I just found the one black man in this movie. His name is Ray Allen. <laughs> Ryan... I call bullshit. I call. Sorry. Can we cuss here? I call bullshit. <laughs> Ryan Ryan Allen. Sorry, and he was one of the bouncers at the Chaos Theater. <laughs> He must be black like that guy in Fallout Boy. <laughs> Is a black guy in Fallout Boy? Yeah. That's the point I'm making. That's the point. Hold, hold on. You didn't know. Hold, hold. Type, on. type into Google, black guy, Fallout Boy. You fucking with me, hold on. Your FBI agent will be like, what the fuck? What is he <laughs> What are you trying to do? Look. That's not a joke. It's not. It's not a joke. I don't see any black people. <laughs> I had this really good joke back in the day, and then I remembered that the song that I was referencing was not by Fallout Boy, so it wasn't as funny. But I, <laughs> I chime in with the "Haven't you people ever heard of the black guy from Fallout Boy?" <laughs> Did you mean some forty-one? Nah. No. I think the guy in some forty-one is. Desi. He uh, is Guyanese. Pete Wentz. Oh, that's the okay. Now I get the joke. Let me hold up. I'm gonna give you like some fro action. Yeah, in, I, in I a, understand now. I now remember that uh, oh, Pete why Wentz. Why did he do that? That's not the thing. Is he didn't do nothing. Wait, is Pete Wentz Fallout Boy? Uh, yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. Pete Wentz is Fallout Boy. Okay. Here, this. There it goes. Okay. This this picture like brings it all the way around, but he will not keep his hair like this. So that dude you're talking about. He's from Guyana, or that I, I well, we mentioned it from some forty one is from Guyana. Oh, okay. I always thought he was Desi. I mean, he still could be. He's definitely of East Indian descent, but I just hmm. assumed he was black and East Indian. We hey, no, 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 but, uh, no harm, no foul. I was so excited about the black guy in No Doubt, and then wrong. hold up, wrong, <laughs> completely wrong again. I was, I had not, you know, they didn't do close-ups of like the brown people in the band and when i finally saw him up close i was like oh that dude's indian oh uh, close, close. Oh. we claim <laughs> so uh i could have also said that guy what are you talking about black guy like black like drake <laughs> <laughs> toronto so back to toronto <laughs> <laughs> we have gone through that not a single thing <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so directed by Edgar Wright, uh, Shaun of the, at this point Shaun of the Dead and, and Hot Fuzz. I don't think he did <laughs> the the third. <laughs> yeah, oh, the that, other Cornets. Yeah, I, I always mess up the name of that. But uh, the at, was it at World's End? I don't think he did that one yet. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. And then of course he went on to do Baby Driver and uh, Last Night in Soho. And he's got something else coming out next year. So we'll do a Edgar Wright miniseries later on. But probably should mention the dude who wrote the books. Uh, Brian O'Malley? Uh, Brian, Brian Lee O'Malley. Well, there you go. He is a... Check that box. 
He also wrote Seconds. Yeah. And Blake Lively is uh, directing that. I didn't out. know that they were doing. Don't that. know how I feel about that. Well, she's Sorry. never directed anything, so. Yeah, you know. don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> they should have. I hope they have the scene from. Uh, I hope they do the Easter egg. In Seconds, there's an yeah, Easter egg of Scott, Scott and Ramona and, yeah. eating at yeah. a table in a restaurant. Yeah, I hope I hope they do it. Too. Like, just do it. Please. Just, just get them to come. And if you hear is, this, Blake, it's just the day of the shoot. I, I think that'll happen because one day of the word shoot, on the street is she's uh since it's her first time and she's afraid to mess it up. She's really talking to Edgar Wright and you know and keeping him in the loop. And it's such a complex story to tell for a first. No, timer. it's so it's so neat that I was like kind of half and half as same as you like it's not not even just the direction just the like can you translate this well yeah it's so of course, the way the dream sequences work in scott pilgrim like where like they fluidly go from scott dreaming to yeah. his awake time yeah and then like back kind of folding into like the next scene i could see them working it out but you can you can be sitting there trying to follow the whole you you miss something you'd be like oh what <laughs> But yeah, uh, budget sixty million, and here's the thing: it was a flop when it first came out. Worldwide made forty nine million, but I found some updated numbers, and now it says it's up to one hundred thirty two million. So it's not a flop anymore because it mm. hit cult status. Yeah. But when it came out, did nobody like? I don't know if it didn't advertise enough, or just people just weren't like. Because I, 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 I saw the trailer, I was like, "Holy shit, that is my jam! I'm going to move heaven and earth to see it." And it came out the same day Expendables came out. And I was all about some action movie too. Uh, so we did a double feature. And I think Cherry was like, I'm probably going to fall asleep on this one. And I was like, eh, you know, it, it is what it is. But I think it looks cool. She, I swear she likes the movie more than I do. And I love this movie. <laughs> I will take you up on that, sir. <laughs> it, it's my, on Letterbox is my number four. <laughs> But she she knows I'm not that great with quotes, but she knows this whole movie. Like she's like how you said you watch a movie and you just just talk, you just say yeah. the lines. That's her. <laughs> I've always I joke about it. I think I've told you guys before. Everybody does like shadow cast of movies, and I always think it's always think it's weird. This movie, I think it would be a cool movie to do a shadow cast for, just because. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just just seems like too much fun to just like get to cosplay as these characters. And like do the lines. Maybe the people who are in Sex Bobon play the songs. I don't know. I don't know about all to figure that out. During COVID, when everything was closed, they actually did like a I guess not a table read, because they weren't at a table, but they did a like a live Zoom read and most of the actors came back. I've still never seen that, but I've I heard watched it. it. It was so good. I've heard it was fun and everyone you could still apparently you could tell they all still just love it. Yes, yeah, you could. And Michael Sarah like actually played the Ramona song on his guitar. Like it, it was so good. Everybody was there except Brie Larson wasn't there. And then Chris Evans showed up just long enough to do his part. And then he like <laughs> and, then, and like he was there. He logged in, did his part, and then logged out. Um, and then there was there were a couple smaller parts that weren't there, but like mm. everybody else was there. It was so good. It was so much fun. Like the, the two captains. <laughs> <laughs> well, America yeah. made it. Yeah, America Marvel made was it. off world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man. But yeah, last thing. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience eighty four, critics eighty two. I guess that makes sense. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah, that's medium. It's, yeah, yeah. Everybody likes it, or not everybody, but enough people like it. The people who it, like so it love it. Yeah. yeah. That's the way I've ha- felt the whole time. Like once someone like really gives it a chance. It grows on you. And I feel like you don't have to be a nerd to love the movie, too. 
Not really. Yeah. Or at least, you know, video game nerd. So mm. it, I think it's just that engaging, that fun. Uh, but shout outs before we continue. Uh, I don't got any because I just recorded an episode before this. <laughs> I'm going to shout them out again. New York, Pennsylvania. I see you. Our UK buddy. I see you. We got a couple of follows on Blue Sky, but I think they're your friends. So shout out your friends. <laughs> like if you told me, I'm going to say this right here. If you told me you just found out about the podcast and you're listening to it, thank you. Because it's, it's weird that I've been talking about this long. And the last two weeks were the one times when you were like, oh, I didn't know you were the back us. I saw that, but I wasn't going to be mean. <laughs> you know, I'd be messaging you on the side, like, look at this comment on your post. <laughs> uh, actually, I, you said Pennsylvania. It might literally be the guy who was just saying that because he was just, oh, in, uh, uh, he was just in Pennsylvania playing at a convention. I'll just, I'll just say it. Brant, Professor Shy Guy, if that was you, uh, thank you. I remember Shy Guy. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he got the NecoCon Nerdcore showcase uh, shut down because he jumped off the stage twice, and then they that lost their guy? shit. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was. He, oh, he will that tell was, that. I thought that was someone else. He will tell that story anytime you ask because it made him heated. He didn't do anything more than anybody else had done, but for some reason Most... they were like, "It's just too much. You have to stop." Well, and now they do as DJs. The whole audience was angry with him. We were all angry. <laughs> They didn't want them there in the first place. That's what that was. Yeah. But that's they, a whole other thing. They were like, but, this isn't a DJ. We thought we were getting a DJ. Look, we want you to play stuff from Sukaden or, <laughs> or from that anime with six girls and one guy who's fun. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know which sound it is. It's probably a lot of anime. It's a lot of them. But. My favorite thing about that whole debacle is within like two hours, somebody who ain't never even been to NecoCon and he couldn't even pronounce the name right, put out a diss track. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fuck Nico Khan. It's like, that's not even how you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, that's next week. That's why Shout out to Neko. We'll be there soon. <laughs> that's why we're recording this episode. I gotta make it to that at early. least once. I have uh, to go at least once. But yeah, so if you haven't already liked, subscribe to the podcast and all that jazz. And we're about to spoil the movie because we know you've never seen this movie before. Ain't no way, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I'm going to try not to like throw all of the Tim trivia in here. But like if you put this movie on beat for beat for beat, I would I can just continue to like say stuff. And it's it's obnoxious. It's not necessary. No one likes it. So I will just let you cruise and you can just nod at me when you think, hey, is this a good spot to, to hear a dumb thing? Like, I'll just throw the first one out. When the credits come on, you, did you play the game? Did you play no. the Scott Pilgrim game? Mm-mm. Okay, so in the in the movie credits, it's 8-bit and it's all 8-bit behind you, the universal. Yeah. Uh, which I should also say, I use that when I open my shows. I don't know why I started doing that. Um, I remember that. I do not remember <laughs> how it started. But... uh. The one for the movie is all 8-bit. The one for the game is vivid and loud and real instruments. That's funny. <laughs> they have to go it's like, direction. It's like HD and loud and the normal universal thing that would be on anything else is on the game. But the movie has an 8-bit one. I, I always thought that was, the, as soon as I started the game the first time, I had to stop and just laugh that one out. <laughs> it feels like everything they did was for me. <laughs> Stop me before I get started. This is your show. I'm just here to compliment 
your stees. <laughs> it's a group effort, Tim. We're the sex bombs. <laughs> Sorry, oh, we are se- right far. Uh, the so, whisper, whisper bombs. The whisper, <laughs> whisper bombs. Whisper bombs. Okay. Film starts out with the <laughs> with the bump. Uh, not so long ago, in the mysterious land of Toronto, Canada, Scott Pilgrim was dating a high schooler. <laughs> I busted out laughing because I forgot. Even though I've seen this movie, I don't know how many times, but I, <laughs> like I forgot it starts out with that bump. Uh, so Scott is being chastised by his bandmates. The band's name is Sex Bomb, as we already uh, for dating a high schooler named Knives Chow when he's twenty two. She's Chinese. <laughs> disgusting. Uh, and you can throw in quotes as we go along and just whatever. Well, I mean, uh, don't take like, me. Like, they're all, it's almost uh, verbatim of what's in the book. It's so well paced. Like, like, Kim is just letting him have it. She's not, she's not okay with any of it. It's like, Scott, what are you like, 28 now? <laughs> Did you graduate high school like Look, twelve she, years ago? Like she's she don't just, let that boy breathe. No, she's not happening. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you my favorite Kim part later on when we get to it. So uh, Knives then shows up to watch the band practice, and she falls even harder for Scott after seeing how amazing he and the band is. And when Scott goes home, which is a basement room or something that his friend Wallace lives in, and he just crashes with Wallace. Uh, Scott tries to get ahead of things by telling Wallace he's dating a 17-year-old and not to tell his sister. What does Wallace do? Scott immediately gets a call from his sister. A 17-year-old Chinese girl? You're ridiculous. It's been a year since you were dumped by she who must not be named. Are you legitimately moving on? That's because Wallace already done told her. He texted her. Yeah, just immediately. As they're talking. And the sister, Stacy, Anna Kendrick. Uh... Wallace. Wallace is one of my favorite characters in the, in the entire series. Oh, yeah. Like, he yeah. tells it like it is. He is straight with everybody. Well, he's not straight with everybody because he's gay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, like, like I like Wallace. Wallace is, Wallace is my dude. I love how many gay jokes is in this movie, and they're not bad. Like, it, like for the movie with so many gay jokes, no one's like, oh, this didn't age well. Mm-hmm. Most of, half those, of them come from Wallace. Most of those are like right down the middle of like, oh, I can't believe he said that, but they're not like mm-hmm. gross misrepresentations yeah. to a degree. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is a drop of the R word. Yes. Uh, and that was the only thing I felt like aged weird because it had, and the movie moves so fast that like, yeah, it's it it's like a speed bump when you hear it any anymore though. Like for a moment mm-hmm. you're like, oh, but then the movie is back to doing the rest of the stuff it's not like how hereditary did it uh <laughs> um i'm gonna leave that I, anyway i've heard uh, enough about that <laughs> move on your sister drove me <laughs> she, she, anyway uh, so scott introduces knives to wallace and he floats off disgusted because he brought her brought wallace to school to pick her up then we see scott and knives hanging out at the arcade and at the record store like, we see them playing some kind of... I don't know if this is a real game. I just call it Ninja DDR. Yeah. It is like a... It's right down the middle of, like, a... um, like It reminds me of those, like... You ever play those gun games where, like, you're on rails? It's like it just moves from room to room and you just shoot? It yes. seems like it's a dance component, but then it just, like, puts an enemy in front of you and you face it. So it kind of reminds me of those on-rails mm-hmm. shooters, too. Mm. Uh... 
And after the round, like, they stare at each other and, like, Knives is, like, spooning at him and Scott's, like, gonna put another quarter in. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene because it's like, Scott, you don't have a quarter? Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yo, bro, That's why you're dating a 17-year-old. Okay. They <laughs> are definitely showing you Scott's cards real, <laughs> like, like, mm, so I know. So. I haven't mentioned it all episode. One of the things I can't stand the most because I see it happen like every like few months. Someone who thinks they're really smart tries to make a point saying, "Why does everybody like Scott Pilgrim? He's such a bad person." And it's like, yeah, we watched the, the movie f- too. I did respond to it that way on TikTok. I was like, "Yeah, I saw the movie." That's the point. Like, I, don't point. I, I just don't get like people. That, I'm sorry, that's a personal pet peeve. Like, I'm starting to lose my composure. Like, dumb people who want to be smart, I've got no problem with dumb people. Just know you're dumb. And if you know you're dumb and I know you're dumb, like, we are, <laughs> we're good. Like, yeah, you know, like, but if you're trying to hit outside of your weight class, and baby, stop. Like, <laughs> hey, everybody. Like, people don't understand that, like, loving a movie doesn't mean that I love the main character. Also, it's his <laughs> journey. Like, this is literally the fucking movie. <laughs> People, just, people want too much to be like the smartest person in the room and just yeah. like you, you if you have an epiphany sometimes it's good time good a good time to just go on ask jeeves and see if everybody already knows that it's kind of like it's like hey check it out guys here's a fun fact for you david from cyberpunk edge runners he's a criminal no shit dumbass <laughs> what you think they're doing but he's the protagonist so you love him also he has pretty swole muscles which makes me excited about <laughs> the, the chest tickles on his body what, what just just we see that look sorry i had to get that off my chest like, it, it, no but you're not wrong every three four months somebody uh, Did Scott's you know actually... the guy for 500 Days of Summer sucks? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's the fucking that's movie. The point. That's the point. <laughs> that's the joke. <laughs> Nothing gets past you. Wow. Next thing you're going to tell me is Gone with the Wind what happened during a, during a war. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, uh, then at the record store, we learned Scott's ex- the lead singer of a popular band that went mainstream is Envy Adams of the Clash of Demon Head, which obviously comes into play. Uh, so Scott has a dream about a girl with pink hair rollerblading through the desert. And then the next day, while out with Myers, he sees the girl from the dream dropping off a package. Scott is instantly caught up. And, you know, do you know that girl? Or no, Knives asks him if, if uh, like, she sees him, but she, you know, she's such a sweet summer child. Oh. Like, <laughs> Scott's staring like a hole into the side of Ramona's head. And like, Niles is like, oh, do you know her? <laughs> I, uh, that scene, uh, mm-hmm. d- doing, the, doing the Tim trivia, mm-hmm. you you hear him or you see him staring into her soul. And yeah. you hear the bass line in the background. When it changes to the next scene, the abrupt cut that they always do, you see Scott and he, she's like, Knives is going, Scott, Scott. And then you hear... um. Uh, it's not young Neil. It's uh, the other. Steve? It's Steven. Go yeah. Scott, and he like, you get Scott's attention. You're like you just played one note for that whole song. <laughs> if you go back and listen, the bass is just going do 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 <laughs> the whole section. That's funny. Yeah, it's just he just he is actually playing one note, and it's it's the most like wow you you. 
the attention is they just keep it goes off all the time every mm. single moment and then uh, sorry for the tim insert <laughs> you're good then you just slide out yeah <laughs> so we see scott loosen time in space uh sorry it's t- losing time and spacing out as we jump through the scenes until we get to uh a house party and Scott bumps into a guy named Como and Scott remembers that Como knows everyone. So he asks him, do you know a girl with hair like this? And he holds up a piece of paper with a scribble. <laughs> Not even, even got a face. That's so good. And he's like, yes, that's Ramona Flowers. Somebody said she's going to be here tonight, actually. Como knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> do you know a Como? Um, I used to think that... <laughs> My friend uh, here in town was, uh, is, uh, actually, I shouldn't say his name. Uh, I used to think he was kind of a Como, but uh, turns out he was just kind of caught up in the mix. Uh, I think Mauricio might be the Como. <laughs> like he just be, we just be out places. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so in, uh, Scott instantly vanishes and starts prowling around the party looking for Ramona and soon find her posted up on a wall alone. And he, he scoots in and starts awkwardly making conversation, but quickly bombs and apologizes, saying, I'll leave you alone forever now. <laughs> She's like, thanks. <laughs> that Puckman cover story is like the worst pickup line. It is the worst. <laughs> it, well, and just to parallel, it works so well on poor, sweet knives. Yep. Because she's got empty head. And no expectations. She she's just now starting out her life. She, she don't, don't know. know she don't know nothing from nothing. And Ramona's been through it, and she's like, uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even if he had a told it well, she'd have been like, that's cool. Get out of my face. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but Scott doesn't give up, and he's stalking her around the party until she leaves, and then he starts ask, uh, asking around about her. And like we hear stuff like she has a boyfriend back in New York. She's hardcore. She's amazing. She has men dying at her feet. <laughs> <laughs> then Julie from the record store, Audrey Plaza, who has issues. <laughs> That's her little bump has issues. Uh, <laughs> fails at preventing Scott from finding out Ramona's single. Uh, then she scolds him. Scott, I forbid you from hitting on Ramona. Even if you haven't had a real girlfriend in over a year. And Scott's like, <laughs> whoa 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 scott's morning period is officially over he's dating a high schooler uh dating a high schooler is the morning period side note i feel like there's a joke in there about steven being cool with knives because like like and being the lead singer of bit. the band because that's some shit that they would do he's a little, he's a little lackadaisical about it yeah, like, I would date an underage girl. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it's the morning period. You do dumb shit. It's fine. Because, uh, like, he, rem- he wasn't cool with her at first, and then Scott convinced him No, it was like that. she was a problem. Yeah. But as soon as it was like, oh. Oh, just- I love y'all. Yeah. Or, or you guys play yeah. great. And then he was like, okay. Immediate, immediate flip. Mm-hmm. She's an asset now. Well, because that's the line. Like when he, when Scott like first brings her, Stephen is like, "Is she gonna freak?" And Scott's like, "No, no, she'll be cool." And he's like, "No, no, I want her to freak." Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he knows somebody their age is not mm-hmm. gonna really give a shit that they're in a band. Right. This girl is gonna like uh, <laughs> embolden me, please. <laughs> that's funny. So that night when Wallace gets home, he tries to go to sleep, but Scott starts telling him about Ramona and Wallace tells him to break it, <laughs> break it up with his uh, fake high school girlfriend. Yeah, and Scott wanna... gets a call from his sister instantly scolding him about thinking about juggling <laughs> two girls. Because Wallace, 
in his drunken, fallen asleep state, still T9. Still, he still he did it on T9 phone. without even looking. Pulled a pulled a Matt Damon. Wallace is choice. That's the friend you need. He is yes, not. He is. he is not against embarrassing you yeah. to get you. He, back he's to tell on. you what you need to know, not what mm-hmm. you want to know, Mm-mm. or tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, friend. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. So uh, the next morning, while ordering a package from Amazon to try and get Ramona to deliver it to him, Scott gets an email from Matthew Patel that said something about fighting soon and evil, blah blah blah. And Scott closes out because it was boring him. And Nam shows up because he was supposed to meet her at the bus stop 30 minutes earlier. Uh, They go out and we see Scott is completely uninterested in her. And we get them at the arcade finishing around the Ninja DDR. And it goes continue. And it's kind of like a, do you want to continue with Knives? And it starts kind of implied. And even Knives goes, Scott, should we continue? (laughs) So, you know, this was his moment to break things off. And he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like we see Knives is still around later on in band practice later. So uh Scott has another Ramona dream and then he wakes up to somebody at the door. This time it's Ramona with a package. He awkwardly flirts with her and she's like, Yeah, could you sign this package? And Scott's like, If I sign it, you leave. And she's like, Yeah, that's generally how it works. That's, that's the whole deal, brother. <laughs> so he asks her if uh if she wants to hang out, and she's like, Okay, well if you will you sign this if I say yes? And he, you know, he signs it and he throws it in the trash without looking. He's like, see you at it. <laughs> this was creepy, but also a little, like, I wasn't sure if I should give Scott credit for this moment. Like, he went for it and it worked out in his favor, but it was also like, like, gee, like man, I just want to stop talking to you. But then she goes with it. I feel like it's weird for me having known dudes who would like, be this skeevy yeah this pressure dude. in a way she acquiesces but do i sound too crazy thinking that she's also like immediately in control uh i think I she's don't think she, yeah because she just straight up was like mm, i'm trying to forget dudes this one's about throwing himself at me this is not a lot of work yeah okay. i i let scott slide because my take is like Ramona is there because she's trying to forget dudes and she's mm-hmm. doing that thing you do where you're like, I'm going to be about me. I'm going to focus on me. I'm not going to worry about it. because she knows every guy she's ever dated becomes obsessed with her. And like, mm-hmm. it's not even, that's not even a lie. She's not even yeah. like, just hyper. That's the truth. And then mm-hmm. her original plan is like, I'm going to come here. I'm not going to know anybody. So I'm just going to be able to chill out. And so yeah. like, he is like being really annoying and kind of pressuring her, but because she's Ramona, she can't actually be pressured. She no. is actually the one in control of the situation. He just doesn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Like he he's going into this thinking that this girl is like enamored. She like likes something he did, and she's just kind of like, eh, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. She got that HBCU mentality. <laughs> <laughs> So we see them going for a walk in the snow that night, and once it picks up, Ramona takes Scott back to her place where they end up kissing and cuddling. The next morning, he gets the number and invites her to the Battle of the Vans where he'll be performing, right? (laughs) And at the show, Scott introduces Ramona to his sister, Stacy, Wallace, Stacy's boyfriend, and then Knives, who pops up out of nowhere. (laughs) Well, not out of nowhere, but he forgot she was coming, too, because he completely stopped thinking about her. Uh... (laughs) And, like, she kisses him on the lips 
in front of Ramona. I don't even think they held hands up until now, Mm-mm. which is funny. Like she right now. I'm I'm Stacy in this moment <laughs> because I have been I have known dudes who were like trying to be slick and then it starts coming together right in front of them and I am liable to literally be rubbing my hands together <laughs> and like, like put, let's see how this plays out. I'm gonna just put hmm. a bib on because this is about to be delicious. <laughs> Oh man. So everybody notices everybody noticing what just happened and they all look at Scott and Scott runs off backstage. He's like, just, I, go by. He's like I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> and so the the band is nervous about going up against crashing the boys. Is that girl a boy too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanna I want to point out how this is slightly unrealistic as far as the Battle of the Bands go, because none of them has said a word about having to pay to be in a Battle of the Bands. Um, but that's why they are they are scams. Ninety uh, percent of the time, it is no. Don't don't make faces. It, that is they that. are they are ninety percent of the time a scam. If you pay close attention, you can almost always tell the band is going to be you know, it's going to win because it seems like they know too many people. Oh, sometimes people set them up literally to promote their friend or their own band. You'll sometimes have to sell tickets to be a part of it. So the sex bomb, sex bomb would have been out in the first round because they wouldn't have sold. I don't think they would have sold as many tickets as Crash and the Boys. Crash and the Boys had name recognition. They seem to have a decent amount of people at the show already. Yeah. And you, you, yeah. You Steven the, was nervous. Yeah. Seeing them, but like they sold the five Crash tickets they was... had. The, and that was their running new band. <laughs> that was their, yeah. So that's damn. Their nerves were accurate. Uh, I've been in that place before. I have sold tickets. I was invited in to be in part part of one battle of the bands where it wasn't like a pay to play thing, and it was nerve wracking. Just knowing that, like, oh no, I could go way too long about the story, but I'll sum it up with the band that won played a. This was this was at a certain time, and the band that won played a song about. 911. Oh. <laughs> like you weren't going to vote for the band that played a song where they the refrain was remember uh-huh. September 11th. My songs were not about stuff like that and I lost. <laughs> and I God knew damn. it was going to. As soon as as soon as they as soon as he uttered that I like looked over at the judges I was like, "Well, well, you would have had to have been an Earth, Wind, and Fire tribute band and then follow up with, do you remember 9 11th morning of September? <laughs> oh, my. Oh. All right. Okay. So, I don't know if that... <laughs> Please don't stop listening to this podcast. Uh, who, who also... I'm not even a fan of 9-11 jokes, and I couldn't stop myself. So I'm sorry. I apologize. I uh, did I did way too many of those one day in a car with someone who was highly sensitive to it. Not because of a family thing, but just because like, it just bothered them and the death and the destruction. And yeah. Dark humor like, kind of grounds me, makes me not fall apart. And I just did way too many. And uh, she was she was like later on she talked me aside. She was just like, "Look, I don't like you need to stop. jokes." And I was, just, I was just like, "Oh, oh, okay." She's like, "Just don't do that stuff in front of me." And then she cheated on my friend, so I did them some more. <laughs> she didn't like that. Ohio people weird. No, we'll go say okay. So now 
the, we're back at the Battle of the Bands. They're doing their best to get ready, but yeah. isn't this when they notice? Just Scott notices them up there, just doing the thing. Yeah. So like the 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 band is like stressing over crashing the boys, and like Kevin's even like, oh, they also have a girl drummer. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Scott is literally just staring at the side of the stage up at the, <laughs> you see his big ass head. <laughs> or I think he sees that Stacy asked Knives, how does she know Scott? And so he was like, look, we need to play right now. <laughs> and like to the band, he thinks they think that like, oh, he's like giving them a pep talk. Let's go. No. We got this. We got this. And really, he just wants to stop this from happening. And he does. <laughs> Because when they start playing, like, Nive stops what she's saying, runs to the edge, and screams, and then faints. I, I want to be a jerk, but he, Steven gets slapped as much as the brown girl in uh, that one, was that was that anime with the sword protagonist, uh, tough girl? Good God, it just completely evaded my mind. That's all I can think about. She has a sword, and that poor brown girl got slapped all the time. Revolutionary girl. Yes, Utena. <laughs> she got, she, why she get slapped so poor much? Poor Anthe. So much. These are great songs also. Yeah. All these bands are supposed to be amateur bands, but you had Beck write the music. So, and I think like Streetlight Manifesto is crashing the boys. Like there's a lot of like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I would never recognize Crash, but I recognize him from watching something and I've never seen him again after that. Cause I, I remember in the theater being like, Hey, that's that one dude from that thing I saw. And then I never saw him again. There's yeah, a few so, of those in that movie though. Like yeah. there's a few people who I don't remember seeing young Neil in anything. He, him and there's one other person when I was watching, I, I remembered that those were the only people that I never saw again, mm. but everybody else I did. Uh, even Como. Yeah. Como's yeah. I've, I've seen it. Como was in blackish. <laughs> <laughs> he was a white coworker for Anthony Anderson. Mm-hmm. So the, the band starts out, <laughs> starts out good and everybody is captivated and everything. Then through the roof, a guy crashes down into the audience. Mr. Pilgrim, it is I, Matthew Patel. Consider our fight begun. And then he launches at Scott. Uh, and Wallace yells out, watch out, he's that one guy. And they start to fight the battle. <laughs> and like, Scott's like, who the hell are you? My name is Matthew Patel, and I am Ramona's first evil ex. <laughs> you got a same boyfriend. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh yeah, that, that was uh, sorry. Uh, my name is Matthew Patel. I'm Ramona's first evil ex boyfriend. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> had to get a, the right amount of. It's nasty. <laughs> uh, Scott's like, wait, we're fighting over Ramona, and then Matthew's like, can you get the email explaining the situation? I skimmed it. You will pay for your insolence. <laughs> so dramatic. So Ramon explains it was the seventh grade. It was football season. For some reason, all the jock boys wanted me. Matthew was the only non-white, non-jock boy in town. So the two of us joined forces and took them all down. We brawled and scrapped for hours. Nothing could beat Matthew's mystical powers. (laughs) Being from a football town, it tracks. There was some real spooky girls who would, like, just... Do something to the jocks? No, like, they constantly, like, specifically a girl that I technically dated, which now feels weird, <laughs> now that I think about it, because I was brown and not very football-y. Uh, she, um, she keyed a, a, one of the football players' cars, and people were like, oh, she, you can't drive that car anymore. She probably put a hex on you, boy. And everybody was super religious there, so they really not thought she put a... They, they thought for real she put a curse on his car. And I was yeah. like, that's, that's just a key. 
she scratched. It happened in the Breakfast Club with some Heather's joint. <laughs> so yeah, so Matthew floats up and starts a Bollywood dance number with demon hipster chicks. <laughs> uh, that kind of pops about nowhere, and he throws fireballs down to Scott. When he throws the fireballs, do you catch that he actually kills somebody? <laughs> no, he he hits Crash and the boys. They're out. Oh yeah, yeah he it's Crash that he hits. Yeah, because you, you get hits- like like the, the like the little flash of skeleton. He, he yeah. kills the competition. That's why, they win. That's why they win. Yeah, yeah the man is funny. out. That, I'm sorry. I like. I this was the first time I realized he killed somebody in the back, but it was like I didn't only partially caught it. I didn't realize that he was it was crashed. <laughs> they don't die in the comic book, and they come back later to help as the boys and crash that's funny it's a very cute scene but like they just they're out this is the worst way they this worst way to end up uh, winning in my you know my opinion like they just can't play again yeah <laughs> so as matthew sings and scott catches him off guard with my frizz being a symbol <laughs> at his head and like that defeats him and he bursts in the coins Ramona dips out and tells Stacy, nice meeting you and your gay friends. And Stacy's like, gay friends? And she turns and finds Wallace making out with the boyfriend. And she's like, Wallace? Again? <laughs> I mean, they set that up. When when uh, when he was being introduced to Knives, she was like, oh, you're gay? Do you want to know the boys at my school who are gay? And Wallace <laughs> says, does he wear glasses? Does he wear glasses? <laughs> this guy was like, wearing glasses. Mm-hmm. See, it, I, I I don't look you're probably right because I'm usually wrong in these situations. My dumbass read that joke as knives going to Catholic school or whatever, or wearing uniforms to school. Mm-hmm. So does my I heard does he wear glasses and my brain went to Harry Potter <laughs> because knives' uniform is like <laughs> What? You know what you said makes so much more sense. Harry anyway. Potter. Hey, anyway. hey, come on. What are you not looking in the mirror? Guys with glasses are cute. Uh, We're shucks. cute. Get, get, get yourself together, my man. My dumbass did not see that. He was talking about a dude literally standing next to him. Yeah. And then, uh, hey, uh, w- some more some more Tim thoughts. Uh, he looks a little bit like the page master. So it's really weird <laughs> for Kieran Culkin oh, to be making out with him. It's funny because, yeah, it was his brother that Macaulay. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a Tim thing there. That's funny. You won't find that on IMBD trivia. <laughs> I'm gonna get a, a profile. I'm gonna add it. They'd be like, "Race that. Take that off." <laughs> Was this comment helpful? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Scott leaves with Ramona and the Sex Babons. Uh, or announces the winners, and uh, Knives comes back because she fainted. It's like, oh, what did I miss? She went like, out cold. Yeah, she was <laughs> a whole fight. Because she passed out as soon as they started playing. Her friend, who has limited screen time, is fanning her at one point, trying yeah. to figure out if she can get her to wake up. <laughs> so, on a bus ride home, Ramona explains to Scott that if they're going to date, he has to defeat her seven evil exes. The next day, Scott brags about getting the second base with Ramona, and Wallace orders him to go break up with Nyes or else he'll tell Ramona about her. Then Wallace chases him out the house to do it while him and Stacy's boyfriend watches a Lucas Lee action movie marathon. <laughs> I almost I almost forgot Stacy's boyfriend was there the next I'm morning. Still there. Yeah. I was like, oh dag. The whole way. Wallace again? <laughs> Poor Stacy. 
so Scott manages to get the, the courage to do it at the record store after Niles invites him to meet her parents. She's completely crushed, but Scott quickly gets over it by thinking about Ramona. Like, like bro. <laughs> Later on, Ramona shows up at the at band practice, uh, much to the band's chagrin, because I think at this point, Steven said no more girls, and then she comes in. Yeah. But now she has blue hair, and this bugs Scott. Despite it being band practice, he takes off with Ramona, and they go to Wallace's place. It's like, young Neil could handle my part. A little, little too cavalier about that. Oh, yeah, he don't give a shit. uh so scott explains to wallace that she changed her hair and this means she's impulsive and fickle and wallace is like oh you're worried about me gang up the place (laughs) Uh, after wallace leaves uh leaves him to it and scott starts getting insecure about his hair and his uh his last breakup and ramona he gets ramona to go on a walk with him just so he could put a hat on to cover up his hair which real, he lies real about. insecure about that. Oh moment. yeah, like at this point, uh, tell me what you doing. Like the first time I watched this movie, I didn't realize at first like Scott's piece of shit at this point in the movie. I mean, I knew he like I thought the, it was weird that he was dating high school. Yes, but like after that, you know. And then at this point, I was like, what's this dude's deal? <laughs> and eventually, I come around like, oh, he's fucking up. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, on the walk, they end up at the movie set where Wallace is waiting to see action star Lucas Lee come out and film. Then Ramona uh, says they got to go because he's an ex-boyfriend she dated in ninth grade. And then Lucas Bruh. comes out and starts filming, and mid-scene, he calls out Scott to fight, saying it'll only take two minutes to beat his ass. Sliding in with that <laughs> Tim trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find a chime for you. <laughs> There's that uh, muscle car in the background. Uh, I don't know if this is something that someone did specifically for me and only me, but the car in the background is a 67 Camaro. Seven, like the seven X's. But the specific reason I noticed is because it has a very specific vent window that the 68 doesn't have. They look identical, but the, the 67 has a vent window. The vent window is open nice and wide so you can see it in the shots, even though... There's absolutely no reason you would even pay attention to this car if you didn't know cars. <laughs> but I think someone on set was like, this is a 67. Let's have that thing open so people can see it and tell that's what the car is. That's just me thinking, though. You're the one a... person that got this. And that person on the set is like, man, I hope somebody gets this. <laughs> I, I feel like if I, ever, if I ever met Edgar Wright, that'd be the one I, thing I'd try to remember. And he'd be like, there's a Camaro there? <laughs> Just like knives. No. (laughs) I put that in at the end of one of my terrible rap songs. (laughs) That's her little no. (laughs) So they start fighting and Scott ends up getting jumped by all of Lucas's stunt doubles. Uh, But Scott prevails. And like Lucas lands a good kick on Scott and warns him, prepare to feel the wrath of the League of Evil Exes. And this is news to Scott that there's a name for the exes. And Lucas <laughs> says, don't worry about it. Uh, and catches him off guard with a fake out punch. And then brags about like he's trying to get, get the Oscar this year. Going for the Oscar. <laughs> Son. So Scott plays on his arrogance and asks him if he could skate. And if he could do the a thingy down the super long handrail nearby. And Lucas, of course, tries to grind down the handrail. But he bails and explodes. <laughs> 
it's such a realistic like moment though it's like mm-hmm. you're trying to goad me into doing something in front of these people and scott yeah. goes there are girls here yeah <laughs> and homeboy's like give me a skateboard i was like ah. i love how chris evans has one face the whole anytime the whole like anytime he's on screen he just has the yeah all the fake <laughs> movies they made up for the for the for the movie all the fake lucas lee movies are just mm-hmm. hilarious names like action doctor it's just like ridiculous what's the what's the line from the they're showing there was one of the movies was on the tv oh he like, says uh, he's like you're gonna hear, you hear two, two clicks the first, first is me hanging up hanging up <laughs> <laughs> the second one is be me pulling the trigger it wouldn't be so funny, except that it just sounds like actual action movie dialogue. This 80s action movie. And like, we know a thing about that. Shout out Commando episode. Hey. <laughs> the first thing you're going to hear is two clicks. <laughs> Me pulling the trigger. Get to the chopper. So yeah, uh, having defeated another ex, Scott cel- can't celebrate because Ramona dipped out on him. So... <laughs> the next part is like the, I guess the next two parts are my favorite sequences in the whole movie. <laughs> so I I got very thorough. Okay. Okay. I apologize in advance. Wallace tells Scott he he needs to reach out to Ramona to, and figure things out because he wants him to move out. So the knife shows up uh, to talk about Scott and Wallace, and Wallace covers for him as he leaps out the window. While out, Scott gets attacked by a girl. Please, I'm really not in the mood for this. Okay, enough. And he catches her zooming, zooming by with a punch. You punch him in the blue. Prepare to die, obviously. Should have gotten Cherry to do this. <laughs> I can't believe he got... I can't believe he punched the water spirit. Yeah. <laughs> the painted lady. Uh, Look, I've had it today. Can we not do this right now? Oh, I'd love to postpone, darling. But I just cashed my last rain check. What's that for? My brain! <laughs> He really did sound like he's trying to make a movie reference, but it was like, what? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm really, really not up for this, whatever it is. Okay, little chicken, I'll see you later. But you won't see me because next time I'll be deadly serious next time. What? Never mind. Poof. And she vanishes in a smoke bomb. These two were really good in Arrested Development together, too. That's I fo- totally forgot she was in Arrested Development. She's yep. like a big char- character, like not just like yep. a... That's funny. Totally forgot. So yeah, so uh, Scott calls his sister to tell her uh, he was having a breakdown, and he assures her he didn't do anything, and everyone else is crazy. <laughs> then uh. he goes into the coffee shop because uh, he was just outside calling, making a phone call, right? And when he goes in, Julie cusses him out for ignoring her warning, and she tells him his ex is walking the streets of Toronto again. The big ex. So Scott finds Ramona and she apologizes for dipping out on him. And then uh, they notice Scott's ex, Envy, was standing there watching them. She tells him to come see them play, but he declines and she leaves, right? She hit him with the Captain Marvel pose. <laughs> she did. Then Scott Scott finds Ramona and she apologizes for dipping out on him. Uh, they talk about how she left him for her friend Todd. <laughs> Uh, and Ramona mentions that she dated a Todd and it didn't end well. I mean, that can't be coincidence, right? But of course, Scott completely, like, he just flies over his head. Every single, with the exception of the Katanagi twins, every single ex she, like, warned, or or some somehow is, like, foretold. There's a slight premonition every time. Yeah. 
later on we see now spying on Scott through the window and and learning he's dating that fat ass hipster chick that's older and probably twenty five. <laughs> Ramona even Steven's on a rant when that happens mm-hmm. and he's like like we don't just need fans, we need stalkers. And that's <laughs> when the camera pans over and shows knives with her face pressed up against the yeah, glass, staring the- into their living room unseen <laughs> from the dark. Like so funny. <laughs> So Nav sets out on a plan to get Scott back. So Scott ends up at the Clash of Demon Head show where he didn't want to go because she got the sex bombs to open for them. Tricky, huh? And Nav shows up with half her hair, the same blue as Ramona's, and uh, she's flirting with young Neil in front of Scott now. Boy, oh boy. Poor, poor Nav's. Subtext, Neil has been trying to act like Scott the whole movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's been his whole deal. So it's like just kind of like, oh shoot, the girl that Scott was with, boom, done. I forgot how old they said Neil was, because uh, they, you know, they gave everyone's age in their bumps. Yeah, he's younger than Scott, he's younger than Scott, but, but still older than his twenties. Yeah, yeah, I think he's still drinking beer at a club. So yeah, so uh, they perform, and then Scott is in the audience with Ramona when Envy's band starts to play, and he tells her that the bassist Scott's also a bassist, mind you. Uh, is Todd the guy she left him for? And Ramona goes, I know. And Scott replies, you know? Oh, no. Mm. That's the next evil ex. <laughs> they both, uh, well, not both dated, though, but Scott's ex left him for Ramona's ex. Which just, <laughs> just awkward anyway. Small world. <laughs> Too small. Uh, then we get the dope uh, Envy performance, and the editing is fantastic as it matches like the music, and we cycle between close-ups of everybody's faces, and it goes like with the baseline. Chest kiss. <laughs> <laughs> kiss your fingers a little bit. You're not gonna sing, Cherry. Oh, I was singing in my head. Sorry. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you. Like, did you see her? She was. A <laughs> uh, uh, weird connection. Uh, I brought up Professor Shy Guy earlier. Mm-hmm. He has a cover of that song, and I don't know how he worked it out, but he got um, metrics. Uh, well, no, not nothing, nothing that fantastical. Um, oh shoot, I'm slowing everything down so bad because I can't think of the. There's a comedy duo, like a brother and sister, that do video game comedy. A- hey Ash, what you playing? Ashley Birch. He got Ashley Birch to sing the lead on the song. Okay, so it's you know. The world is tiny, and I, I just, I just want to, I just want to eat. I don't want to have to pay for food. <laughs> That's pretty neat. Shout out to Shy Guy again, again. <laughs> uh, An episode on Professor Shy Guy Guy. Shy Guy. All right. Uh, so after the performance, Julie comes out and tells everybody that Envy wants all of them to go back, uh, to go backstage. Not even and, doing that. And everybody but Knives, who just learns that Scott used to date her immediately knows this is a bad idea yep like (laughs) she's giddy or she's like like in shock like (sighs) but everybody else is like oh shit (laughs) this i'm like i'm sorry this is even steven wants and needs it to happen is yeah and he even steven's like oh shit like he (laughs) look when i say this this whole sequence like i i love it so much that's why i'm starting to gush uh (laughs) Like the little things, everybody's face. Like Envy wants you to, wants everyone to come backstage, and everybody except Nas is like, 
fuck? And like none of them say anything, but you see it on their faces. It's like, eh, uh, all right. And sure enough, it cuts to them backstage and like they're just sitting there staring at each other. I think Steve is the only person on the opposite side. Uh, like the opposite side has Envy and Todd, obviously, but oh, also Julie. Julie, who you know, mm. uh, and then Steve is on that couch too. I mean, you sit with Julie, so yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, that's cool. Somewhat cynical. <laughs> Are they together, or, or is Steve like hitting on her? He goes back and forth. Okay. In the comic, he eventually realizes something specific about himself, which is part of why he and Julie don't work. Okay, I thought like julie is the way she is to scott because either she liked scott or they that's, used to have a thing and that's they one never of the specified. that's one of the cast secrets uh stephen wright got secrets from brian lee o'malley to tell each one of the actors to enhance their performance and um uh, aubrey plaza was told that uh julie had an unrequited thing with scott she had to watch him date all these other girls and like just soak it so, that's amazing because yep. she brought that out in the performance yeah, it comes out really well it's, yeah that's why i was like they never say it but mm-hmm. it's it's mm, chef's yeah. kiss i don't know any of the other ones that he gave people but mm-hmm. she just gave that one up when she was asked at something she just said so okay because she's our Plaza and she has no allegiance to <laughs> anyone that's funny <laughs> she is she is a witch, she is a monster, and she is so comfortable with herself that I'm fine with it. Here's a Netflix movie. You thought I was going to say something like I'd let her step on me. That's not what I was going to say. <laughs> well, you got me again. I'm not one of those guys. You're, you're a man full of surprises. I wouldn't have said that, though. My wife's here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I guess. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not one of the Audrey Plaza... I think she's cool, but she she better she better keep her hands off me. Not not even not even for the reason you're thinking. Like, don't be touching somebody you don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so so Todd Todd says hello, Ramona. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to read any of this, Cherry? You don't got to. <laughs> I'm just asking. Okay, I will keep come keep going. I'll be nice. Uh, I don't actually. Okay. Like, what best line. We... The best line. Yeah, she got the best line. All the best lines. I've been in be, these conversations. Should be Nas I love and that Julie. <laughs> so yeah, so then Ramona leans into Scott and says she thinks that they should get out of there uh, because she knows what's coming. Ugh. So Julie goes, So how's the tour? You guys play with the Pixies now? You're like a superstar now. And Envy's like, Yeah, it's not like something I can really put into words. Mind you, she's answering Julie, but she's staring a hole into Ramona. No, it is Ramona, yeah. yeah. It's directly awkward. Yeah. <laughs> here, here you go. Um, Envy, I read your blog. <laughs> they barely so they barely look in her direction. Look, no, but like when she says it, uh at the same time Envy Todd and and Julie glare at her, and then they cut their heads back immediately. Like, yeah, it's just like. Mm. <laughs> but of course, Knives doesn't pick up on any of this. Like, stop talking. Uh, uh, so Scott and Ramona, Envy eh? uh, asks Scott and Ramona, ignoring Knives, and like Scott's like, "What of it?" Oh, I, I love Todd. Though. He's like, "You guys make a cute couple, you know. You, know, you suit each other, suit each other." <laughs> <laughs> and Knives pops in. 
You're my role model, Envy. <laughs> She's uh, so cute. <laughs> She's trying. And Julie's like, Ramona, like your outfit. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Envy says it. Uh, Envy goes, Ramona, I like your outfit. Affordable. Uh, then Julie pops in, Envy, I was just going to say, did you get your jeans in New York? And then finally Envy's like, I'm talking to Ramona right now. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, Ramona lived in New York. Oh, did she? I was just there. Played the Chaos Theater for Gideon. That you know Gideon him, right? mention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spiteful. Yep. She, the, the epiphany right now. Yeah. <laughs> for everyone except for Scott, mind yep. you. Yeah, Scott doesn't. Everyone know. but Scott. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody else and Knives. Because Knives is like, gasp. I kissed the, <gasps> I kissed the lips that kissed you. <laughs> everyone looks at her. Everyone looks at Scott. And, and like Envy cuts her eye at Todd, who gets the message and leaps up and punches the dog shit out of knives. Literally punches the blue out of her hair. <laughs> and and he's like, "What? I'm not afraid to hit a girl. I'm a rock star." <laughs> and Neil is like hurting. You can see the pain in his face. This actor has never emoted out this of her hair. He punched the highlights out of her hair. <laughs> And he's like holding her unconscious no, it's body. No, like, it's like a war scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Saving Private and, Ryan over in the corner of the green room. And Envy is like, you're in- incorrigible. Well, I'm sorry, how do I say that word? <laughs> incorrigible. Oh, okay, that didn't sound right. Okay, Todd just you're, slides in. You are incorrigible, and Todd's like, I don't, I don't know, know the, the meaning, meaning of the, the world. world. <laughs> the the graphic funny. on screen. The graphic on screen. He really he doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> Julie's like, so you guys doing anything fun while you're in town? And Todd's like, fun? In Toronto? <laughs> I posted that earlier. So, Mind so, you, I love Toronto. Right, just... right there. Right there. He says, fun in Toronto. And Scott stands up to yell at him. Your friend just got punched in the face. Look. <laughs> Where was this energy? When your friend yeah, got punched in the face. Like he, it was just, still bubbling, I guess. He saw but, a smack about Toronto, and now it's like, I am going to kick Drake. your ass. Because <laughs> that's the point. He that, don't give a shit about Knives. No. He doesn't give a shit about Knives. Knives, <laughs> Dever, so, knives did nothing wrong. She followed her heart. Yeah. So Scott <laughs> jumps up and screams, that's it, you cocky cock. You'll pay for your crimes against humanity. <laughs> I think he was also trying to cover about the kiss thing. Like, yes. Like maybe everybody <laughs> forgot. So he's making a bigger deal out of it. Yeah. Uh, so, Scott. <laughs> so Scott jumps up and around. launches a punch at Todd, but he gets caught midair as Todd busts out his fancy telekinetic powers and his eyes and hair turn white. Then he throws Scott through the wall into the alley. You know, with his He got powers. that Adidas fit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then Envy's like, did you know Todd's vegan? And he's like, it's not really that big of a deal. Scott's like, anyone can be vegan. And Todd's like, ovo-lacto-vegetarian, maybe. Scott's like, ovo-what? I partake not in the meat, nor the breast milk, nor the ovum of any creature with a face. With a face. With a face. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, short answer, being vegan just makes you better than other people. people. (laughs) Love Brie Larson. (laughs) They're so smug. They're so fucking No, they're, 
they are every I, I have been around like people who have a little bit of clout yeah and some of them are like this like you can't tell them nothing they do feel like they're better than you it's like damn it stop being weird that's y'all, funny y'all poop too stop it <laughs> so todd comes back outside and uppercuts scott into the atmosphere <laughs> and like they you know they're talking like he, he knocks him so far up that like they have a chance to have like a conversation while he's like falling yeah. back down and like ramona comes out and explains to scott after he comes back to earth uh that her and todd used to date and he punched a hole in the moon for her uh, then she dumped him when his dad said that he was going to send him to vegan academy <laughs> Vegan Academy sounds like a like like a a name that you would call a school you don't like. You know, like... <laughs> so Todd puts Scott uh, back through the same wall, uh, and Scott finds his bass guitar. Like now he's like back in like the concert, the front like concert part. They're out in the dance floor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Scott finds his bass guitar and and starts playing off against Todd. And like this is important because once again they're both bass players. And Scott's ex left him for Todd, so it's like he's trying to show him he's better than Todd at, on, on some level. Uh, but Scott gets bested again because they're like fighting with their, uh, not literally fighting with their weapons, but you know, their sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Scott offers him a coffee with soy milk, and Todd believes he's lying, and there's half and half in the cup. So he takes the other cup. Then Scott admits he just thought really hard about putting soy milk in the other cup, meaning Todd drank milk. And immediately the vegan police show up. Eek- inconceivable. <laughs> so shit just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. The vegan police pull up, and <laughs> I think, if I'm not mistaken, they no, they didn't kick a hole through the wall. They just jumped through the hole that was already there. Yeah, yeah. But it's Thomas Jane who was the Punisher back in the day, uh, before like the MCU. He was that he Punisher. Watched, he also watched his kid die in the smoke movie, the the fog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the mist. The mist? Yeah, it's the mist. There's the, yeah, there's a mist it, and there's a fog. It's one of those weathers. Yeah. It's the mist. <laughs> uh, All right. And then, one of those then the army showed up. We was coming. Seconds. Why you do that? Minutes Why later, you, yeah. yeah. Why you do that? Why, that's weird. <laughs> that shit's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so the vegan police, and, <laughs> they tell Todd that he's uh he's down strike. his third strike. After eating gelato and chicken parmesan previously, gelato so isn't hit... vegan. Chicken isn't vegan. Chicken isn't vegan. Gelato's not vegan. Milk and eggs, bitch. Chicken isn't vegan. And they hit him with the de vegan ray, stripping him of his vegan powers. And then Scott headbutts him, causing him to explode into a bunch of coins. <laughs> All right, Scott. I see you thinking and shit. Third. Also, third guy just does that mean in this universe he knew about the vegan police or was common knowledge about the vegan police i guess i feel like that was anything that happened here is way less convoluted than the way that it happened in the in the comic book it was a lot more ridiculous it would not have worked in a movie when i went to see this i was like how are they gonna make this fight work and when they (laughs) when they truncated it down to just this i was like okay cool do the vegan police do show up in there but the the A to B to C is probably A to B to T in that movie, you. where this is like <laughs> A to B. I got you. So the gang goes to an after party, and Scott and Ramona start to argue over their baggage. And like, this is when we get the knives. No. <laughs> uh, 
and like oh, they throw it in each other's faces about their exes. And what about you and Knives? What about you and Kim? And like, <laughs> and he's like, Kim, Kim, she's fine. And then they paint by Kim's face, and it's like she's definitely she's not, not fine. She's like, and then he's I, like, tear to my eye. But his his the, so the knives. What about you and knives? And like that's where you get to know. And then what about you and Kim? Oh, Kim's fine, and she's not fine. But then he goes, she had freckles. No, that made me mad because she still so has freckles. <laughs> so long ago, she had freckles. The camera pays to her face full of what the fuck is Noma? Has freckles. They just be lying, just making up shit. <laughs> So then Scott throws it back in her face and uh, Ramona calls him out on being an ass. This evil ex-boyfriend's thing is messing with my head. Exes. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and suddenly Scott is kicked by the poofy zooming girl from earlier. Uh, Roxy, Ramona says. And Scott's like, Roxy, you know this girl? Boy, does she, she know, know me? me. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Uh... <laughs> And uh, Scott's like, you and her? And she's like, it's just a phase. And it's Roxy's just a phase? <laughs> like, you had a sexy face? I was just a little bi-curious. It didn't count. Well, honey, I'm a little bi-furious! <laughs> I like when Scott realizes it, it plays that gas station sound. <laughs> Gets it. <laughs> <laughs> and Ramona and Roxy start fighting, and Ramona pulls out a war hammer out of her purse. Yeah. And Roxy uses her belt as like a whip. And, like, they go back and forth for a bit, and, like, Roxy points out that it's a league game, and Scott would have to be the one to defeat her uh, with his fist. So Scott gets thrown into the fight, but he doesn't want to hit a girl because they're soft. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and right before Roxy lands a dropkick on Scott, Ramona yells that her weak spot is behind the knee, and he reaches up and pokes her there, and then her leg drops down, Boy. causing her to uh, convulse and she uh sure convulse yeah sure yes. we'll call it yes that. i mean she she was it's, it's a it's hey a, kids close a, your ears for a second put your hands over them for sure, for convulse. two seconds An orgasm yes <laughs> <laughs> and like as she's like <laughs> laying on the ground twitching uh what she say she goes uh He'll never be able to do this to you. You'll never yeah. be able to do this to her. You'll never uh, be able to do this to her. <laughs> yeah. Insult. Into, insult to insult, basically. <laughs> like, that's a lot. Why At least she went out like a G. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Get it, G spot. Anyway. You, you, I, uh, <laughs> but. <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> At least she got one last insult in there. That's, <laughs> clean that up a bit uh <laughs> so afterwards scott and ramona continue to squabble and scott like an asshole asks her if there's isn't anybody in the party that she hasn't slept with and she says she would split but not without leaving him with the list of the rest of the exes or i guess all of the exes yeah uh so he knows who he has left to fight at this point it's not that many no nah, it's three left <laughs> and one's a twofer uh, so the next fight's against the twin brothers, the Katayanagi twins, who is also their next opponent in the Battle of the Bands, who the Sex Mabons are versing in an amp versus amp set where they're on competing stages at the same time. What a, what a cool winky dink. Right? <laughs> uh, and like Kim the drummer points out that Ramona is there and Scott should really talk to her before she's gone forever. And shout out Kim. And we see Ramona 
Uh, and the guy True she's plan. talking to notice Scott uh, just as the show's about to start. And like the Katayanagi twins comes out and like they're uh, they're electronic DJs and uh, they land their first hit. Then the sex bombs start playing back and the twins turn it up and two dragons come out of their amps and blast the sex bombs with uh, ice, I guess, knocking them back. Then Steve says they should give up because they, they screwed the pooch in front of Gideon Graves, who was the guy uh, talking to Ramona. And, like, this invigorates Scott, and he gets them to get back up and fight back, summoning the giant gorilla that defeats the twins' dragons. And uh, on the way to confront Ramona, he sees Knives, but he still can't get his words right for her. Poor Knives. Mm. Poor Knives. <laughs> then he continues on to Ramona and tells her he doesn't care about her past, and he's in lesbians with her. <laughs> then Gideon pops up and says, it sucks he got dumped, but he's willing to sign the sex bombs to a three-album contract right on the spot. But Scott says you can't be be in the band if that's the case, and the rest of the members sign, and Young Neil replaces Scott as the yeah. bassist. Just how you guys gonna spot. how you guys gonna sign without a bass player? Well, you had this guy replacing you over and over and over. <laughs> you were trying to practice, yeah. So Scott gets kicked out by Wallace, uh, who has a who has a boy over, and then gets a call from Gideon, who invites him to to his venue, the Chaos Theater, where the Sex and Bombs are going to be playing. Wallace gives Scott a vote of confidence and says, forget what I said earlier, kill him. Yeah. <laughs> so Scott immediately runs off to the Chaos Theater, which is in New York, right? So he, No, that's how? the Toronto one. He built a brand oh, new he, one he in built... Toronto as a flex. Okay, never mind. <laughs> All of this stuff from here on out is passive, aggressive, terrible, petty bullshit. Because you got the girl. Yeah. Why you invite me to your place? Why you want to fight me still? This is a, it's a no. What was it like? This is low D energy. <laughs> uh, so Scott, uh, yeah, he runs off to the chaos theater and he challenges Gideon to a fight, uh, because he said he loves Ramona. He unlocks the power of loves and pulls a flame sword out of his chest and slashes through all the guards. Gideon sends after him, but Gideon defeats him swiftly. Then Gideon goes to finish off Scott, but Nas pops up out of nowhere and stops Gideon. But she says she's there to fight Ramona because you broke the heart that broke mine. Poor girl. And we get a fight scene between Ramona and Niles and Scott and Gideon. And like Scott shakes Gideon for a moment and he runs and breaks up the girl's fight and is forced to admit that he cheated on them with each other. And Gideon creeps up behind him and stabs him in the back. Dirty. Yeah. And in the dream world, Scott sees Ramona who explains the toxic relationship between her and Gideon. Ramona apologizes that it has to be this way, and Scott goes, I really fought for you. And Ramona says, maybe I'm not the one you should be fighting for. This gives Scott the realization he needed to gain an extra life. Also, she mentions that, like, she has, like, a chip. He put a chip. Yeah, that was, like, real. In the back of her neck. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, that's how he controls her when he gets near her. It's a little different in the manga or the manga in the graphic novel, obviously, but it's still a pretty close thing to that. It's just like this ugh, boy, like like it's a literal control thing, not even like a you want to be with this guy thing. It's the worst. So uh, Scott returns to the Chaos Theater and congratulates the Sex Bombs, apologizing to Kim and re-challenges Gideon, uh, this time saying he's fighting for himself and he unlocks another sword stating Scott has earned the power of self-respect. Side note, the, the narrator guy is Bill Hader, uh, the voice. How I never picked up on that, I will, mm, boy. Look, I've seen like 26 movies with him in it. I had no idea that I've seen 26 movies with him in it. So like, it's just, 
He's just, it's just like that. Yeah. So he quickly beats Gideon with his new sword, and then Nas pops up to fight Ramona again, but Scott stops her and finally fully admits he did Nas dirty. Squash. Then Gideon comes back, finally, right? The whole fucking movie. Uh, then Gideon <laughs> comes back with a new laser sword to continue to fight, to which Scott continues. Then Knives joins in too. Seriously, Knives was too good for them. Too good for Scott. Like, no, it's absolutely super ride or die chick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if she wasn't a high schooler, like, right. <laughs> like this is who you'd probably want. So, uh, Gideon knocks Scott back and, and slaps and kicks Ramona down his little pyramid. And Scott and Knives do a Ninja Ninja Revolution team up to finally <laughs> defeat Gideon, which was pretty sweet. I love it. Yeah, that. it was a very cool sequence. Because it's like they were kind of practicing the whole movie. Yeah. And you're not good enough for Ramona? Uh, me? I'm what's hip. Uh, I'm sorry, I got to say that like <laughs> like the dude. Uh, you're not good enough for Ramona? Me? I'm what's hip. I'm what's happening. I'm blowing up right now. Brother. <laughs> His shoes? Whack. <laughs> <laughs> His stance? Whack. <laughs> he don't even got a house. <laughs> me i'm tired as fuck it's <laughs> uh, so good and like scott's like uh you are blowing up and scott ends up kicking gideon into a bunch of coins finally then he hears the voice coming from gideon's glasses on the floor saying you can defeat me but can you defeat yourself and nega scott pops up behind them and scott tells the girls to hang back because this is his fight he has to do himself and it cuts to the entrance of the Chaos Theater with the girls waiting outside, and Scott and Nega Scott comes out as friends. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, him, he's real cool." We're getting uh, uh we're getting pancakes later on. Like, <laughs> I mean, I what to, a, to a degree, I think I have heard people say sometimes you have to accept the darkness in yourself and make amends <laughs> with it, but that's a bit much, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, his darkness was acceptable, so he could do that. Scott what? wasn't out here like murdering people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> say that after. I mean, <laughs> he just burst them in the coins, you know. Look, like, yeah, like where he was cutting through the. If they the, had extra lives, they would respawn, right? He was cut through all the bouncers. <laughs> Scott's not a murderer. Body count thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Ramona leaves, and Knives uh, tells Scott to go get her because he's been fighting for her all along. Also, she's too cool for him anyway, which is a truth. Yeah, she's accepted herself. Yeah, she kisses Scott in the cheek, and Scott runs off after Ramona and asks her if she, uh, he could tag along, and she's like, yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Aw, end of everybody's favorite movie. <laughs> so, fun questions. Favorite aspect of the film? I don't think they could have adapted this any other way like it it all like i think was just really cool um, i got you but i think that the uh lucas lee fight was my favorite <laughs> i'm is absolutely... that your favorite scene or your favorite well like as far as aspects go it was like mm-hmm. i feel like it was the most fleshed out fight okay i think it was like the, the the most like practical and weird effects went into the fight and uh i think as far as i know that main guy is actually still a Chris Evans stuntman. That's and funny. may have been in Captain oh, America. Wow. That's so. funny. <laughs> Do you think he was like, "Hey, I know a guy." <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite aspect? Mine. Um, 
I don't know. My favorite, I think my favorite fight is him and Roxy. And then my, but my favorite character is Kim, for sure. Okay, well, I'll just go into the next one. Favorite character and which character are you actually? So, favorite character, Wallace. Your favorite character is Wallace? Yeah. And what character are you actually? Probably Stacy. <laughs> Probably Stacy. You said like, that earlier, you did. Yeah, just like, I'd love to be that person that's like as honest and forthwith and like not letting you mess up like Wallace, but deep down, I'm probably that person just like, look what this dumbass did. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to help you out of it, but I'm going to tell everybody you did it. Cherry, you said your favorite person's Kim. Kim. Okay. Yeah. I feel, I feel like, like, I would say that I'm a, I don't know, not maybe a Julie. I feel like, I feel like, I think I'm Julie, but I feel like my friends would say I was a Wallace. Like okay. a lot of people ask me for advice, even though they know they're going to get mad at me for the advice because I'm going to tell them what they need to hear. Like, but they come to me because they want, they want somebody to tell them the truth. Like, what should I do? And give them the Carbo actual answer. Carbo for Scott fucking Pilgrim. Even though, even though they're going to be mad about it. <laughs> Jack Nicholson <laughs> nodding gif. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm a Julie. <laughs> Just cynical Bye. and I cuss a lot, you know. My favorite character is Knives. <laughs> uh, not in a weird way. I need to add that. I feel, I feel like there, there's a possibility that there would have been a D&D Slugger shirt that just said Knives did nothing wrong on the yeah. front and then on the back said D&D Sluggers. And yeah, I feel innocent. like it would have sold. Yeah. My, she's my favorite character because she is, which is another question I was going to ask. She's who I think the MVP character is. Like, she got done mm-hmm. the most dirty, but she did the most good. Yeah. She and had like, the most growth. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think Scott had the most growth, but she's definitely, like, they both grew for, for real, for real. Yeah. But, yeah. I, but Scott was just such a shitbag. But like, Scott's like, Scott went forced. from, like, bad to good. And Knives went yeah. from, like, just wiser. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Knives just grew up. This is her building's Roman. Like she, she grew up. Yeah. Uh, She would have gotten there eventually anyway. Just like being with Scott and like pushed her to grow this grow faster. Yeah. Yeah. How how does that go? Like men have exes, women have life lessons. (laughs) I've never heard that. I've never heard it either, but I I believe it. it I hope I didn't make that up. Don't don't it's put yours. don't put uh hat don't put t- dash Tim White behind Google it, right it now. and if if uh, figure uh, out somebody else, else has it first. Google it and if nobody else says it then you know <laughs> claim it Jordan Peele uh, <laughs> that's what I meant now, what character am I yeah what'd y'all say because <laughs> I got two I- answers. You 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 have Como tendency, man. That's what that's the, one of my answers. <laughs> Tiffron, what's this? What's the answer to this question? Oh uh, yeah, actually, it's this. <laughs> I, I got the glasses and everything. <laughs> oh yes, that's Ramona Flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry, you know me better than anybody. <laughs> I don't know. That's a. I don't know. That's a. My second answer was going to be Scott. I was hesitant to say that, and I was like, "I hope not." Okay, I that's fair. I was gonna say Scott, Jesus. but I was like, you "That's knew me mean, too long. isn't you it?" You knew me too long. <laughs> but like, I was, I was you like, knew that's, me not, too long. "That's not nice, right?" To say, "What Scott you think I'm gonna divorce you?" Just okay, say it. Scott. We've been okay, together Scott. too long. I can't go nowhere. See, 
I mean, I agree, though. I think, I think it's <laughs> any dudes, Any dudes who are like, yeah, I'm kind of a Scott Pilgrim type, I'm be like, mm, but like, he would, are he, you, though? He, he would not, not date a high that. schooler. He wouldn't yeah, date I, a high Not like I, that. I wouldn't like date a high schooler. No. But <laughs> uh, she's yeah. known me long enough to see my journey. Some growth. Yeah. So that's that's why she would say that. And like that that's what got me thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> All right, both yeah. of y'all kind of got both of my answers. Though, so <laughs> I know I'm right. <laughs> uh, did y'all have MVP characters? I know I said mine was Knives. Um, I'm still super down with Wallace. Yeah. Knives like holds a special place in my heart for just making it through. Yeah. Um, I feel like I probably have a lot of as much as I like this movie. There's people that are too accurate to real life people that I just kind of like mm, nah. <laughs> <laughs> My MVP character would be Knives' friend. I don't know her name. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she doesn't her. know what the hell is going on. But she's, but she's just there Knives. for her friend. The hair dye scene. The, the hair, hair dye, dye scene where she's just trying to like, like... I can't hear what you're saying, but she is there for the most I think support. you need to rinse. It's burning. Like, I think you need to rinse. Yeah, I think you need to rinse. Like, Knives is going through whatever she's going through, and her friend is like, I'm just going to be here for you, girl. I'm here through all of it. Okay. There you go. Like when you're Who done, the support. When you're done worrying about these white boys, I'll be back here <laughs> with the Asian perspective to hold you down. Right? Like, boom, we're together. <laughs> we got this. Oh, uh, that's great. That's, that's a good friend too, because like she didn't want to be at that that show. Nope. She was just different knives. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, any personal awards you would give to anything or anyone in the movie? Hmm. Como. Think, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not to throw him up there again. If you listen to all his little background lines, they're perfect. Yeah, because <laughs> he one even point, pops up in in other scenes. Mm-hmm. And if you like, pay close enough attention, you can hear what he's saying. If at one point he he straight up says, "Oh no, the comic book is much better than the movie." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Sir, there you go." Chef's kiss. <laughs> Cherry. Um. Kim, she's an insult queen. Okay. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, just Scott, if you had a face, Scott, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Scott, you are the salt of the earth. I mm-hmm. meant the scum of the earth. Like, insult okay. queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and Knives get a beautiful moment in the comic books. Do they? Oh. Yes. Okay. It's okay. great. Good. Uh, I'm going to give it to Edgar Wright because I think this is an amazing adapt- adaptation and pulling that off. <laughs> so, uh, I and I guess add, the music too. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. There's n- literally nothing I don't like about this movie other than zero <laughs> black people, and I know I said I found one, but I don't know. I don't know if I saw him. <laughs> so... <laughs> Are you taking that back now? <laughs> Look, uh, well, once I can tell you the exact timestamp in the movie that I saw this nigga, then then I'll say it. But because he could be credited, and maybe his part got cut. On and my next rewatch, I will look for a black man. I will yeah, look for uh, a black bouncer. I don't know. It says bouncer. So I don't know if he's DVD's outside. Maybe he's still warm. I'll, I'll have a look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's outside the chaos or now I'm thinking maybe he could have been, maybe the dudes that like Scott was cutting through were yeah, also I'm gonna bouncers. Take this, uh, I'm going to take this Google search where I said black guy from Fallout Boy. And I'm going to type <laughs> black guy in Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> uh, but final thoughts. Anything you we haven't already said? I want to add that if you do find the the table read on YouTube, because that's where they live streamed it, and then mm-hmm. I'm sure it's still posted there. Um, Brian O'Malley is there, like he's, but he periodically will like live draw a scene from the movie as they're oh. like 
as they oh. are reading that part he'll draw it and then when they finish the scene he'll like show the picture and it's super cool because he's like we we can watch him drawing on camera the scene That's that so they're good. acting out yeah it's real good that he drew the uh hair like this picture <laughs> <laughs> in the comic book and it this translates to to sound terribly in the comic book scott takes his index fingers and moves them around by the sides of his face <laughs> where her little katara things are yeah. that's funny like He's like, Como, do you know a girl with hair like this? And yes, because I have that line in one of my songs, when I do it live, I do that. <laughs> Nobody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I should just do the drawing myself and put it like, like a, I used to have a little table. I could have put it on there. And it's like, when I get to that line, I can just hold it up. And people are like, oh, it's a Scott Pilgrim reference. And that's still only four people. Yeah. <laughs> Crowd of crowd of twenty five, four, three to four people are like, "Oh, that's from that one movie with the guy." <laughs> Jeez, like I said, we had it playing on. Uh, we had a nightclub as our venue for the reception, and we had it playing on the walls of the nightclub. Uh, if we do like a ten year anniversary or something, which is like you know soon, uh, <laughs> maybe we should play it again, or maybe we could get another movie. I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I'll, uh, I'll come up and do a one-man sex bomb uh, tribute band. Yes, <laughs> deal. You got uh, Mega Ran at your wedding. You got uh, you got most of D and D sluggers. I like I like to pretend there's other people in the band. <laughs> uh, you get most of D and D sluggers for like uh, a ten year. There you go. Nah, you, when you come, we got to do a whispers. Your whispers cover band. <laughs> And it, um, we should have 80s theme. It should be 80s theme. Oh, shoot. Like... I just realized I was going to grab the bass and try to do the bass line right quick, but it's like way over there. The only thing close to me is a guitar. <laughs> Are you planning our 10-year anniversary party live on your podcast right now? I'm just joking. I'm just, I'm just riffing. Uh, ratings. I mean, it feels foolish asking it. We already I never, I never do numbers. Okay. We're doing numbers. Would you recommend this Cause, movie? Because I always recommend, I always recommend this movie, but I never do numbers. I'm gonna do numbers today. Oh shit! This movie is a nine out of nine. Oh, what? <laughs> because no movie is a ten, so we rate accordingly. Okay. All it's right. Nine out of nine. <laughs> That's what's funny. your What's your uh, decimal point ratio? It actually is, a, is an even nine point zero. Oh. Yeah. 9.00. I mean, I can do the category numbers if you would like, but most I don't know don't how know deep means. you got into so. Letterbox, but is it on your top four? I couldn't tell you. I can't tell you anything that would be on my top four because I also don't know how deep I got into Letterbox. What? what? <laughs> I'm going to make this my one Letterbox movie. <laughs> also, I would have to like retroactively add Scott Pilgrim. It was because like, I saw it long before I had a Letterbox account and I didn't go back mm. in. Mm. Unlike you, sir. I mean, I, not have I know of... I have a list. I know the first time I saw it, you were with me, so I could tell you the exact date that you saw this movie first. True. That is true. So, you could. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> 10 out of 10, life-changing. I would buy the, it's not a criterion, but I did buy the best version I could find, which is the Steelbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got the, I got the janky DVD still. I it's got the got janky special DVD Special features, though. <laughs> yeah. um so plugs it's been fun oh uh same old plugs uh D sluggers keep an eye out 
since we're talking about Scott Pilgrim stuff, head over to my Instagram, keep an eye out because there's going to be a song released where I am rapping as one of the Scott Pilgrim characters. This is just happenstance coincidence. <laughs> there you uh, go. And there's a lot of really great people on it. Um, go to the Instagram of uh, DJ Awesomeness Prime and follow oh. him. He is the producer of the song, and there's a ton of people rapping on it. And I am also on there rapping for no reason. <laughs> I should stop doing that, but no, keep it up. We won't, we won't even get into it. I am on there. I, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't say it during you the rap, episode. I'll bring if back you, my rap it, for some. You, you, you'll edit it out. I know if I did say it during the episode, but you guys guess who you think I'm going to be. It's not who you think it is, <laughs> unless you're right. In which case, <laughs> you know you're wrong. Uh, but D and D sluggers any uh, D and D sluggers any other time still. All right, Cherry. Still the same plug. I still have a podcast called Keeping It Creepy with Cherry and Cat. Oh. Um, we also I, have a Patreon oh. if you'd like to give us three dollars a month to support us. But we po- we post um like bloopers and shorts and our thoughts about random things in the world that somehow relate to horror. Uh, and we will eventually have a YouTube channel. <laughs> Yay! Cool. Yeah. Uh, you can follow the podcast at SGBK Podcast um, Threads and Blue Sky. You can email us at SGBK Podcast at gmail.com Follow me personally on Letterbox uh, at Tifron. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode, and I hope you love Scott Pilgrim, and I hope you check out the anime that's about to drop on Netflix because we are all very excited. Do we have a date on that? shit <laughs> no okay uh, <laughs> it, no no it, it's it's there it's like november 11th or 13th let me double oh. check it's not long yeah we went so from like, being indefinitely who knows what it's gonna come about so to it's, yeah it is. it's coming yeah Dana, where is it it's only because i asked if, if i hadn't asked you would know <laughs> scott Ferguson's takes off wait why is it not, why doesn't it say <laughs> the date really not there <laughs> november 17th november 17th oh, okay. Yeah. okay and i think the rap song comes out on the 11th so there keep an go. eye out for both all right oh my god okay doing a rap song uh, uh <laughs> next week we are doing the killer by is that fincher yeah fincher is the killer it's going to be another new netflix drop so uh check that out all right guys thanks for listening Bye. Take care. Bye.